And now, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the TPN, the Walk On with Joel Wachowski. Hello, listeners. Hello, viewers. Lace up those hiking boots, because it is time to walk on. I am Joel Wachowski in the betting bunker for the Props Network. Joining me as always, the man in the booth, my techie trekkie. Give a warm regards to our announcer today, Brian Allen Mitchell. Trying things. I don't know a lot about stuff, but I'm trying it. Woo! That was guttural. That was some caveman announcing. Hey, welcome to the walk-on. This is Joe Walkowski. Isn't I didn't, that? I didn't know you had it in you. I've known this straight-laced, mild-mannered guy for 10 years, and like... I get the road rage voice here in the betting basement. That's a good start to the show. Thank you. Thank you. I thought I did a pretty pretty bank-up job there. I'll get better, you know? That's how you know, it is. You know, Cleveland, we just get better and better. Yeah, you know? historic- It might not be great first. Might be not the great off, right off the bat, but we'll get there. Cleveland improvements, the 80-year plan, folks. The 80-year, yes. Yes, the 100-year war, as we all like to say. But, you know, you it- know just got to add it on there. Yeah, you're the most proud Clevelander this side of Drew Carey. And honestly, if it weren't for this ridiculous MLB bubble and the AL Central being as competitive as it was, I would love to see you in the Drew Carey seats at the World Series. Wow. I I wish the uh, Cleveland hasn't lost seven games in a row, but, you know, we're we're, we're getting there. Yeah, but losing games in the AL Central, that's as good as winning a game in the AL East. That is true. Best division in baseball, my Tigers, the young champions, the Cubs. Are we calling them that? Uh, I think you can. Yeah. Wait, we don't want that. We don't want to appropriate that losing alcoholic Chicago culture. We want to be the steadfast, pristine Motor City Kitties. Motor City Kitties. I like it. I like a little Motor City Kitty. I like that. Yeah. And I don't know. Are we we getting close to MLB baseball postseason? What? We got like... 20 plus games, something like that. So we're about three weeks away, and they just announced their plans for the MLB bubble yesterday. <laughs> That's how you do it. <laughs> you just prepare. Like, you, you don't prepare. You're just like, uh, we got a couple hotels, and uh, we're going to go at this Best Western. We're just going to hang out there. Yeah, I, I don't understand the division between the leagues. It's in a bubble. They're separated from everyone, but still, they decided to put the NL in Texas, the AL in California, and where is it? No, I don't believe this. You don't believe? Oh, I thought I was wrong. No, it, I'm it, learning this for the first time from you. It's such a convoluted plan. It's They want to keep everyone safe and in one place and draw the NBA model. But of course, it's Major League Baseball, so the NL and the AL can't be in the same place. They yeah. have... The MLB has the same attitudes towards the AL and NL intermingling yeah. as the antagonist in Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. <laughs> oh, that's a goodie. I like that one. Yeah, that's a, that's a reference. If you haven't seen that movie, congratulations. You are officially a millennial, a Gen Z. It's from 1966, yeah. so it's a long time coming. That is coming. a long time ago, yeah. But hey, it's good, good that you know your history. That's the big thing. You know, a lot of people don't know their history. So, I mean, pulling pulling things out of from the 60s, it's pretty good. Yeah, pretty good, Joel. Yeah, pretty I good. am the same guy. Pilot episode. I knew the interest rate on Rocket's owner Tillman Fertitta's loan, and it was no surprise to see him ghost Mike D'Antoni. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't respond. Mike D'Antoni got, got eliminated with the Rockets, and then... 
you know, he didn't call, he didn't answer texts, and finally Mike D'Antoni just quit. It's great to see the owner of a billion-dollar enterprise treat his head coach the way I treated girls in college. You you aren't a stand-up citizen in college? Well, no, it's just like you you turn into a jerk, you let them make the first move. No. (laughs) (laughs) I never did that. I was like, excuse me, miss. Um, (laughs) Hello, I, I can fix your computer and then we can maybe kiss. It's up to you, you know? I'm I'm talking about I'm okay getting in the door. I'm a gentleman in terms of like fostering relations, but in terms okay. of ending things, I'm I'm a rocket owner all the way. I turn <laughs> I've turned turned every woman junior year into Mike D'Antoni. Oh my goodness. Which is amazing because I only lasted seven seconds or less. Hey, hey. <laughs> we got something in common. It's full circle. Ah gosh, Steve Nash is gonna be a bad coach here in Brooklyn. Oh yeah, he's he's gonna look nice. He's gonna have some great suits. Uh, but that's it. That's yeah, he's, pretty much it. He's gonna have the scotch and soda suits. They'll be he'll be the most Brooklyn tailored head coach the NBA has ever oh, yeah. seen. What oh, neighborhood yeah. will Steve Nash post up in? Well, he he's, he already lives in Brooklyn. They he hired does? him. Yeah, I basically say, on the on the line we have the producer extraordinaire, head of the Props Network, Sammy Kotler. Sam, hey now. And they, the thing about the Nash hire that I hate is they let Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant make the decision. And it's like, it's okay to let your superstar make decisions if your superstar doesn't believe the earth is flat. That's number one. That's like number one priority thing you check off in, in an interview. It's like, you like Columbus Day? Mm, I don't like you. But do you think the earth is flat? Okay. I think we can make you make decisions. I think you can make all the the global decisions for us, please. I, we we need to roll tape. When we get the Props Network intern here at the walk-on, we got to roll on Brian's job interview. What are your attitudes <laughs> towards Columbus Day? <laughs> I think it's a fair. I think it's a fair thing. You know, it's a it's a fair thing to ask. I would argue that that question in an interview yeah. is discriminatory against Italians. Mm. <laughs> Why? I think. I th- they, oh yeah, yeah. They love. <laughs> I, I, I had to remember my history, and I'm like, oh yeah, that that'd be okay. That would be too good. Yeah, yeah. We're in New York City. Any Italian we know, they're a big fan of Chris Columbus, and I'm not talking about the Harry Potter director. <laughs> 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 Hope Tony Danza would like it too. You know, yeah, Tony Danza. Tony Danza is a big proponent of Italian culture. I know that because I've seen his penis in a film. <laughs> really? Yeah, he got he got a start. Is in it in porno? Is it a? What? No way. Yeah, he did not. But okay, so who's the boss? Is just like a a thing of like is one of his porno movies? Yeah, he's the only person qualified to be in the sitcom and then the sitcom porn parody. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. I Tony. would see B. Arthur in that actually, yeah. but that's just you know you look at my internet history. That's what comes up. That happens. B. Arthur. B. Arthur. <laughs> yeah, Golden Shower Girls. Check it out, folks. Um, as anticipated. The Big Ten is back. Woo. Let me dust off the Harbaugh hat here, actually. And you know, I'm I'm a loser. I'm a winner in life, but everything I like, it turns to crap. And now, as a freshly enrolled student at the University of Michigan, in-state, of course. (laughs) um, You keep saying that like it's going (laughs) to... So, like, Your Honor, you see that all the episodes, he's been in Michigan the whole time. Yeah, we're taping live in Hell, Michigan. (laughs) Actual city in Michigan. Did you know that? Oh, no. You spell it with H-I... 
H E double hockey sticks. Because oh. you know we love hockey in Michigan. Yeah, you do. You do. You love college. You love college hockey. We love college and hockey. We love pro and that's hockey. just strange. Because it's like most time you just like your football team, but your college. I mean, thing is that they're good. I think that's that. That's the thing. That it doesn't happen a lot. It's the only thing we're good at. Um, the NHL. I mean, we don't cover it too much here because my NHL fandom has declined in the past five years. Because the Detroit Red Wings were the Yankees of the sport, True. and then the NHL. Gary Bettman, the Fredo of American sports commissioners. Yeah. He instituted a series of rules that just kind of drag us back to the pack. Yeah, I mean, that happened. I was a big Mark Messier fan because re- Cleveland really didn't have like a hockey hockey place, you know, <laughs> like a hockey place you could go see hockey people. Uh, so I loved, loved me a little Messier and, and Richter. My I, Richter. In nine, 94, right? Yeah. And back to my legacy of losing. Early on, in the, I watched every playoff hockey game as a kid growing up. Yeah. I loved the Vancouver Canucks. Ooh. Kirk McLean, Trevor Linden, they were my Dude. dudes. Dude, you ever play NHL like 95, like on the, the Sega Genesis? Oh, yeah. Where it's just like up and down? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my entire life is a recreation of the movie Swingers. <laughs> I gamble. I say, baby, I leave bad voice memos and eat at diners. I am Vince Vaughn from that movie movie wow. with slightly less hair okay we can add that to the interview list all those questions so that's <laughs> it's pretty easy i like it how do you feel about this i know this gambling industry is a little bit new to you i know yes. you're an outsider totally outside and you know monday night football i went two and one the teaser hit the broncos hit the giants i knew they weren't gonna hit but yeah i don't like the pittsburgh steelers i'm not gonna ever lay, like hey, don't I'm, worry i'm with you we're yeah. in the same boat. That's okay, baby. That's all right. I'm yeah. with you. I do it to suck up to you. You know, I, I, I can't <laughs> like the teams you hate. That's the least I can do having yeah. you on the show. Well, appreciate it. Yeah. So Monday Night Football points bet. Yeah. They introduce, they do this thing sometimes called the Karma Committee, which for whatever reason they spell with two Ks. And yeah. I just think double that K. double K should be just given up on as a practice yeah because a third k could appear magically or a third k exactly what if you're just typing you're typing on your laptop k karma and then you just send that out k Mm. k k karma no (laughs) who wants that who wants that in an email to your boss and here's what here's what happened because the the titans they were minus two and a half they were minus three and of course steven guskowski he missed four out of his five kicks how's that man still got a job Hey, you know, I'm not going to besmirch a Polish-American for having a job. That's not why I have this platform. I want every Polish-American at to work so they will give that money back to our great bowling alleys. I gotta love it. Man, I can't, I cannot wait to yeah. go to a bowling alley. Couple of strikes, get a couple spares. What, what's the most esoteric sports hall of fame you've ever been to? Um, esoteric? I gotta look that up, man. Like weirdest, strangest, smallest. No, I haven't been to like a small one or anything. I like the baseball Hall of Fame, and of course you had to go to Canton, Ohio. You got to go. Got to go to Canton, Ohio. So yeah, I don't. I don't know. I've I've seen obviously I've seen all good Hall of Fames. Probably the worst I've been to. I love I love any type of hall. Even foyers are good with me. But I went <laughs> to the Polish American Sports Hall of Fame as a seven year old to watch Mike Shashevsky get inducted. Whoa! Yeah. Mike was there? Mike K. In the flesh, it was Mike, and it was Rudy Tomjanovich. That's my my favorite coach I was talking about. Oh, man. 
Your that, bo- that's fun. Your boy Rudy T. I saw them both get enshrined in the hallowed institution that I don't think has a physical address. <laughs> <laughs> you don't. You you can't. I think it was just pamphlets in a dining hall. Well, you can't have that. But you like, make sure. Sam, you 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 know back to back, to get it going. I just, like, well, a viewer just messaged me about Hall of Fames. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The Jewish Sports Hall of Fame is located in Long Island. Should we do a live episode in front of the the Hank Greenberg exhibit or the other Hank Greenberg exhibit? Hey, um, we want to just celebrate the legacy of Jay Fiedler, the worst quarterback to ever visit the NFL playoffs. And I think that'd be a fun thing for us and our viewers. Yeah, I agree. Agreed. Man, Jay Fiedler bringing a lot of very bad nine and seven teams to a lot of playoffs in the 90s. I mean, hey, that nine and seven is is a winning. Uh, you're like, all right, we're we're going. And then you, when you get to hit too many of those playoffs, nine and sevens, you're like, okay, okay, guy, like let's win a couple. Let's just actually get some winning in. It's pretty tough. Yeah, and I I understand that, but I do feel like with with nine and seven, like you're in the playoffs, and with a bet, oh you kinda yeah, kind of if you lose a bet and it's a bad beat, yeah. I feel like that's part of the game. Like, 100%. you you don't you. I remember my good wins, but honestly, the most interesting stories I have about gambling are the bad beats. True. Like, like I was telling you, would you rather hear a story about how I made a smart decision, or would you re- and did something well for myself, no. or would you rather hear the failure story? Failure. failure. Yeah, I mean, what's a better story? This is how things worked out. Or, hey, do you want to hear why I'm not allowed in Maryland? That's <laughs> what I want. That's the juice. I That's st- the juice. I did borrow want. that joke from good friend Eli Sayers. He'll be on here we'll talking college football Ooh, at I love some Eli. point. I love Eli. Yeah, so points bet. If you do want to have a little bit of shekels thrown your way in the case of a bad beat, that's all right. Okay. Maybe they're they're for you. They're not for me. I'm a guy who favors the definitive. I like to lose. That's why I root for the Lions, and that's why <laughs> I've been championing the L.A. Clippers this entire postseason. And I'm so sorry. So they paid back every bet on the Titans? Every bet on the Titans. And the Titans won the game. Like even the Titans players are like, "Oh, we won," but two and a half—that's a—that's a—that's the Vegas zone. I just don't. You—you you, you lose your money. You don't get it back. I'm sorry. Uh, it, this KKK karma is just—it's <laughs> <laughs> not good. But they have done this before. Yeah, they did it with with Mitch Trubisky MVP bets. But you know, with those with an MVP future, you're probably doing ten dollars. You got four months to talk yourself into that particular wager. Yeah, you're just throwing out a bet on the Titans game because they're the last slate of the first week of the NFL season. Right. No one's sitting there in August penciling in their bet on the Titans and the Broncos. Yeah. Right, yeah. And that's what, if you go against Drew Locke, the MVP of the walk-on, you deserve to lose. <laughs> I mean, I, w- I was watching some of that Broncos game. He looked okay. He looked okay, but you know what? Yeah. His rookie receiver, Jerry Judy, one of the best collegiate wide receivers yeah. of all time, didn't do him any favors. That's true. But you know what? I'm kind of bullish on how Judy's going to be moving forward. That dude got so open against a good secondary. Yeah. Hands weren't there. A bit of the yips, but... That's okay, because I, I really... Well, you also see how Noah, Noah, the t- Noah fan, tight oh. end... Oh! 
He's, he's doing like, it. We talked about Gabby's fantasy team to yeah. end that show. Thanks to Noah Fant, Gabby Garcia, and her newly minted team, the Fantastics. Um, <laughs> that's so good. Yeah, it's good. It's better than anything we came up yeah, with. Yeah. She sat two guys. She won her game. Wow. And I will report this, was mildly interested in the results. And that's good. Okay. Yeah, you get a girl to like watch fantasy and like she'll walk by the TV and be like, did my guy do anything? Like, yeah, they did. Phil Lindsay's on the other side. He's, he got hurt, so you're safe. Yeah. And then like yesterday, she walked by an NBA game. was like, oh, is my guy playing? I was like, oh, she oh. didn't go as far as I thought she did. No progress. <laughs> <laughs> but that was good. She's playing fantasy football, and my fantasy is for her to know what I'm talking about when I go off about the Lions. Hey, that's... When she does, oh, it's going to warm your heart, and you're going to cry for a little bit, and you're just <laughs> going to be like, I love you. You know why I'm marrying you. It's going to be great. It's going to be lovely. So let's talk NBA. We, I think we're both, we're NBA fans first, yes, yes. and it's been great to see the bubble give the sport a little bit more attention mm-hmm. on a national scale. Yep. Maybe that's exacerbated by the social justice or a little bit less going on in the world, mm-hmm. but the mm-hmm. NBA... They've got to optimize the product. I don't understand the times of these games. They're, I, I will say that they're messing my, my, uh, my girlfriend time. You know, you're doing a 6.30 and a 9, and I'm like, hey, this is great, but you, you can space this out a little bit, all right? Yeah. Did anyone have an issue with the game starting at 8 o'clock and 10.30? I certainly didn't. I loved it. What's why not? You know, I I think the big thing was that they, <laughs> when the when this bubble started, they were like, we're gonna have eight games right now. You know, just one after the other, and then when it dwindled down, and then all the other sports that started propping up, they're like, oh no, we we really just gotta we gotta get these games in so we're not getting lost in the ratings. Yeah, they do, and even like. Now there's just one game on t- a night, and yep. tomorrow it's a Thursday nighter. You think they'd move it maybe to eight or nine, seven o'clock? Seven o'clock yeah. against uh, the first Thursday night game. Yeah, you're afraid of of Bengals Browns. I don't necessarily think so. I don't think so. I think you're fine. It's going to be Cleveland and Cincinnati watching that. <laughs> That's it. So chill. Yeah, I'm yeah. hype. I'm about as hyped for that game as anybody. Yeah, and I still would rather watch. You know. Yeah. The Heat versus the Celtics, but let, let's get into it. Oh, Miami, Boston, oh, the People's Champion, goodness, the Miami Heat. That was so Heat. much fun. Oh wow! And I know you're Brian Allen Mitchell. Yes, that was a great moment for Bams everywhere. Bams around the world, stand <laughs> up. We have found our way. We found our mecca. It's so great. Is that the best Bam moment of all time? <sighs> Well, I did meet Steve-O in spring break, <laughs> so I, uh, I'm going to say it's pretty, it's me first, and then, you know, we got Bam, Bam from the Heat to say that block was incredible. Did you get pictures of that? Like, did you see the picture it was of, of his hand? so close. I mean, honestly, I want to sneak into the Sistine Chapel yeah. and paint over the creation of man and put Bam Adebayo's hand in there. <laughs> <laughs> Just get a little paper mache. Just try and do that, and I think everyone will be like, oh, okay, we know what that is. And, you know, he might be. we might be fo- focusing on him too much in the context of this show, but I hope that doesn't stick with Jason Tatum. He did the right thing going to the hoop on that play. He can get past every defender in the league, and yet he's still settling for 25-foot fadeaways. But what is he doing? He made some very questionable plays. 
He tried to do that Kobe fadeaway. He keeps doing these moves of what people he's seen before do. And it's like, no, Jay, you, you got to do your own thing. And also, look at your team. Like, use your team. I mean, if you look at, at Jimmy Buckets, he doesn't want to score all the time. You know, he always knows how to facilitate. He knows how to pass it. You're my hero, Tyler. I mean, it's just he knows what to do in those crunch times. Yeah, and even though he got blocked, the thing that truly great players do, when things are slipping away, when situations are tight, they go to the hoop, they force contact, and they go to the free throw line. Exactly. That's what Jimmy Butler is making a career out of. Yep. And props to Jimmy Butler for winning that game friggin' twice. <laughs> I, it's just so incredible how resilient the Miami Heat are. It's amazing, and you know what? I love Duncan. Yeah. I love Tyler Hero. I got a nickname for him. They are the NBA Winklevoss twins. I'm six seven. I shoot threes, and there are two of me. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Drop the th. <laughs> Winklevoss twins. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, for for Tyler to step up like that, and Duncan, Boston's so good at getting players like smart, getting players in early uh, foul trouble. Just they know how to just do it correctly, and they when they got Duncan in trouble, I was like, oh, oh, like this is like right off the bat, like it's like two minutes in, and Duncan's got two fouls already. Yeah, and Duncan's like kind of care like the offense for Miami was very bad in that game. Yes. Rebounding was extremely strange in yeah. that game, and you know what? Duncan was bailing him out. All Goron time. was dragging bailing him out. And I was telling you, remember that I was telling you about Smart and Drogs, and that was, he just showed up. And you know what? Goran, he's got that little hesitation move. Like Boston, they're so fervent on their defensive rotations. Yeah. Goran just takes advantage of how hard they play. And you're talking just the, how, how the Heat play their defense, how they, how they switch off is incredible. It's, it is just, I feel like they're just like a, like a five-headed, just they know what to do, where to stop. But I, they have to figure out how to guard Kemba because they're just – every time I saw Tyler was just, just going flat and, like, letting him go left or right. Like, make him – make him one way. Let him go, go – let him go to the left and stop him because you know he's going to do a little, like uh, – he's going to dribble a little bit, a little, little shake, and then try to go in the air. And it's like, no, like, you can stop that. He's a, like – He's got two moves. Stop those moves. And he's, that's it. He's got the 25-footer, and he's got the 12-footer. That's Kemba Walker. It's been that way since UConn. I nothing know. changes. Nothing changes. So stop it. <laughs> and speaking of nothing changes, the Los Angeles Clippers, as it turns out, are the Los Angeles Clippers. And I feel like the ending of the Clippers series and the ending of the Detroit Lions game showed me that corporations actually are people because some of them are just friggin' cursed. <laughs> yeah, man. That, that is Doc Rivers' third time blowing a 3-1 lead, originally with Tracy McGrady in 2003, then in, in L.A. with Chris Paul and Blake Griffin in 2015, and now with the best player in the world, Paul George, and a, ban and a band of misfits, he does it again. So... 
Brian, while you queue up, I think you I'm see. It feels like you're surprising oh, me. Oh, nothing. But do you give nothing. it? Can you answer this question? Mary, fuck, kill. Doc Rivers playoff collapses. Uh, uh, say Mary. Orlando. Mary Orlando, that was the best one because after going up 3-1, T-Mac said on a national interview, man, it feels so good to reach the second round. <laughs> you don't let Ben Wallace hear that statement. No, no. And where's my other guy? Oh, kill, kill that Rockets. Rockets 2015. Yeah, and then fuck this Clippers one because that was so much fun. The world was rejoicing because every Clipper except Kawhi has been talking trash this entire time. Paul George, Pat Bev, Lou Will, and they get eliminated. The Blazers are coming for them. Every NBA fan's coming for them. If, I didn't know the Clippers could be more of a punchline, yet here we are. I know. And uh, didn't you take the Clippers by 60 yesterday on I the did Just take for Sport the podcast? Clippers. I, I, had, I took the Clippers by 60 yesterday. When Rufat was on, I said I would start using Rogaine again, again. if they won. Uh, so you're, you're going to see me be a Brian Urlacher level trader to my bald community very soon. I'm very excited. And I gotta say, uh, I don't think I don't think Paul George has it. Um, he does have it if it is just hitting the side of a backboard in regulation. <laughs> <laughs> and he was so adamant, like I got to get out of Indiana, and like I get that you got to get out of Indiana, but you can't force your way. We were talking about this before. You can't force these these three uh, three headed uh, NBA teams. Where you're trying to force, you're trying to figure out. Okay, let's just gather the talent, and everything figures out. Cleveland Browns tried to do that last year, and we're really bad. It doesn't work in sports, and you saw them experimenting with their rotation, even in the second half of a game seven. Like their season's on the line, and they're letting Marcus Morris have ISO possessions. They're working Pat Bev back into the rotation, and. Ah, geez, this is when you're supposed to be polished up. You're at their at your best. Yeah, and they were at their worst. I don't blame Kawhi for it. I'm giving Kawhi a pass. I've seen enough out of him. But I'm yeah, I'm okay with Kawhi. He's fine. But Beverly, I don't know. Beverly was not an NBA player in that series. He was just, if it was a stat line of just being mean to other people or just being aggressive, that's. That's p Yeah, he won the MVP for, like, guy most obviously from Chicago. <laughs> but, yeah, Pev was good. Uh, but, I, man, how can you lose multiple, like, plus 10, plus 10 games? I just don't, don't understand. And I'm in such a weird situation because I like the Clippers. I'm in this – my bets are, right now are so weird – I have my bookie I broke up with. I bought someone a Celtics championship ticket as a gift. And yeah. now, like, we're broken up. I'm going to be like, hey, man, you got that $1,700. It's going to be feel, feel so good to chase down a bookie. <laughs> and then, good friends, all the Boston comics who you run the Secret Comedian Facebook group, Sean Wilkinson, John Baglio, they run an NBA playoff gauntlet. I have the Nuggets. If the Nuggets win, I get the whole pot. I've been insufferable about how much I dislike the Nuggets. Even yesterday in the feed, I was like, ah, I'm, I'm rooting for the Clippers. 
So basically, I'm wrong about everything, but these stupid bets may bail out how bad my gambling's been on the Clippers. <laughs> I'm still waiting for Ruvat. So uh, when he gets back, we he's got you know he just wanted to talk to you a little bit. Okay, just, I, but I, we're just I still waiting for him to, to get that. on. But. And while we are here, while you get that sorted, I'll let him trash talk me just a little bit. And let's go into a beautiful ad read. Are you located in a sport with legal online sports betting? Don't make a bet this season before you visit thepropsnetwork.com. Thepropsnetwork.com has you covered with free bets and special bonus deals from all the top U.S. online sports books. Get $30 free bets and a $600 risk-free bet at Unibet. Claim up to a $1,000 signing bonus bundle deal from DraftKings Sportsbook. Support DraftKings. Their stock is through the roof today. Or $53 a share. I got 31 of them. Or you can try PointsBet Sportsbook with four risk-free bets totaling up to $1,000. The Props Network is also the only betting news site with live NFL and NBA odds for every game. So you can shop the comps and you'll know you're getting the biggest payout possible before you lock in your bet. So do your bankroll a favor and check out thepropsnetwork.com. You must be 21 or older to bet online. Or, and if you or someone you know have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER today. We got Rufat to rub my nose in it? Uh, not yet. Still hasn't. Excuse me, I'm uh, still looking for him to get the hit the Zoom link so we can keep on All right, trucking. If we, if we get there, we get there. And, like, really, we have fun on this show. We're talking about things that we have a level of expertise. But sometimes, like, I talked about falling in love with tennis this, pa- this past year. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Sam, I know you're a big golf guy. I love it. You, I, you, that's why you're always in khakis. <laughs> <laughs> I literally, um, I literally got upset with Brittany recently for buying me khakis, and suggesting that I golf in them. That's a good idea. <laughs> I, honestly, it was. I had to bike over, but if I didn't, I was gonna wear some khakis in honor of Jim Harbaugh. Then I would just have the whole wardrobe. So I love khakis. I'm a big. I got. I'm an old navy. I got some blue. I got some regular khaki. It's just. It's just a nice thing. A little tuck in my shirt a little bit. You know, have fun. It's. It's great. Everyone calls me sir. It's awesome. And they think you work at Best Buy. <laughs> <laughs> they do. They're like, what's your password? And Can Bri- I fix your Brian's- password? Even if Brian like didn't work at Best Buy, he would want to be in something called the Geek Squad. <laughs> uh, dude, you don't understand like in college how much I wanted to be in the Geek Squad. I, I thought it was like my Air Force. I thought this was like the best thing in the world, but you know, they didn't accept me. It's and fine. you know, seeing your motor skills, it's a good thing that that is your Air Force. <laughs> I'm not letting you drive a plane. That's good. You probably shouldn't let me either because I call it driving, driving a, a plane. plane. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Okay. So, Sam, U.S. Open, it starts Thursday. It's close. It's Long Island, right? Right up the road. What's the course? It's called Winged Foot. Winged Foot. It's in, how do you say it? Memor- Shinnecock. No. Memoronic? Memoronic. What's Shinnecock? Is that another course? Shinnecock's Long Island, where they had the U.S. Open two years ago. And is this also in Long Island? Or no, is this, this is up- north. This is like Metro North, up above Rye, maybe 40 minutes from here. We could go. We could stand outside the gate. Ooh, and there's... if you. If you're ever driving from New York to that neck of the woods, all of the best pizza in the world is up there. Yes. Mm. We're talking Frank Pepe's. We're talking Colony Grill. So we could make a, a day Papa of it. Papa John's. Brian. So, uh, 
Okay. I'm from the Midwest. That's all the best we got. Okay. No, it's not the best we got. We've got Detroit-style pizza. We've got buddies all over the state of Michigan. Even Hungry Howie's is superior to oh, Hungry. Oh, I love Hungry Howie's. That was my college favorite because they had, like, flavored crust, you know? <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That garlic. Butter oh, cheese. Man. Butter cheese. Wow. I would just house a whole pizza by myself. I love that. Okay. So, Sam, I know you pay me my salary, and it's, it's not enough, to be honest. It's not. No. Not with the work I do. So, I need, to, I need to multiply it. So, I need to make my first golf bet. Okay. You've and never made a golf I've bet? I've never made a golf bet. Have you ever thought about making a golf I've bet? I've bet on, on putt-putt. So, before. personally, you have gambled on your own I've, I've bet on myself and lost. It's the equivalent of going to grad school. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, okay, so you want to make your first golf bet on the U.S. Open this week. Um, what is your level of knowledge of the PGA Tour right now, would you say? I know probably 10 to 15 golfers. I know Dustin Johnson is king of the world. I know John Rahm is just a feisty competitor who's always in the mix. And I know that Bryson DeChambeau is on steroids. He, I think he, now he's on carbs, mostly. Oh, car, he's loading up? Well... Let's just let's start with Bryson. I was going to go to him later, but since you brought him up, he's got no chance this week. So let's just cross him off our Why doesn't list. he have a chance? He crushes the ball 360 yards. He does, but here's the thing about hitting it 360 yards. Dustin Johnson and 25 other guys out there hit it 340 or 50 yards. There's not a big difference. Perhaps this was all a little overblown, right? Yeah, but... It's, you know, so John Daly got famous because he's like the golfer who looks like golf fans. And now Bryson DeChambeau, he's famous because he's the jacked golfer. It's right. awesome. And much love to John Daly, by the way, with his cancer diagnosis. Get well soon. A beautiful done. story with his kid, John Jr., going out and winning a junior tour event on the same weekend as the diagnosis. And that's pretty cool. It was so, a beautiful thing. Nice. You love Thank a human interest story like that. In yeah. You know, it bring, the Daly family brings a tear to my eye that's not DUI-related. I didn't think that was possible. <laughs> so Bryson, so let's just start with Bryson and why we're crossing him off the list. Um, perhaps putting on 40 pounds of muscle during the quarantine, during the pandemic, and then thinking you could keep that up during the PGA Tour restart schedule, which has been super compact. These guys travel in golf, and that's it. Can you imagine putting on 40 pounds of muscle and then maintaining that under those circumstances? What's going to happen Hell to your body? No. <laughs> it seems like the reasons why I'm shorting the Tampa Bay Bucks and Rob Gronkowski <laughs> yeah. this season. And then you watch Bryson, and he looks... He does not look comfortable in his body anymore. He came out of quarantine. He looked like a finely tuned machine, blasting it off the tee. But now you watch him, he's starting to look doughy, and he's starting to look like he's just not comfortable. He has no touch. So if you can hit it out there 360, that's great. But if you can't hit a wedge, you can't dial in your wedge to hit it 40 or 50 yards, what, how, how are you going to be successful in the PGA Tour? Yeah, and as an outsider, like the athleticism in golf is not necessarily strength or speed. It's being able to do the same motion every single time. Exactly. That's the gift. Like. There's a, there's a reason Steph Curry has a golf background. Yes, and the strength helps, but you gotta, you got to have control and you have to be comfortable in your body and be able to repeat that motion. To me, Bryson DeChambeau, on top of being a dick, it, doesn't look like, <laughs> it just doesn't look like he has it anymore. I think this golf course, um, you know, if you don't know much about the PGA and majors, 
The U.S. Open is the hardest one, okay, by far. Is it, is it, but it's all. How is it always the hardest one if it moves from to a different course every time? Because the USGA, first of all, they pick hard golf courses to begin with, with the exception maybe being Pebble Beach, which is not that. Cha- it's hard, but it's not hard like Shinnecock is, or like this week at Wingfoot is going to be. So they pick hard golf courses to begin with, but then they adapt the conditions to be as menacing as possible. So you're going to see rough that's ankle deep. You're going to see fairways that have been brought in to be more narrow. Tees in the hardest places. Greens purposely not watered so that they dry out and are more firm and difficult. So the U.S. Open is always the hardest tournament of the year, in my opinion. And it's more, as opposed to the average tour event, it's more of an endurance test than it is a race to make the most birdies. You know, a couple weeks ago, we saw Dustin Johnson go 30 under par in a 72-hole tournament at the Northern Trust, right? 30 under par. That sounds like me playing Tiger Woods, like, back in the day. That is very much a Tiger Woods score. Yeah. That's not going to happen this week. It is possible, based on what we've seen on social media, based on the conditions that, you know, we're hearing about, that the winning score of this tournament could very well be two under par, even over par could win this tournament. And is there a line for the winner's score? Yeah, you can take props on the winner's score. Okay, I like that. I like throwing down where it's just kind of like cheering for everyone to have a bad time on the course. It's a good, if, if someone goes in the sand trap every time, that's good for me. Sure. Check, check out DraftKings, check out PointsBet. Unibet actually is one of the best books for betting on golf. Um, and you'll see a ton of props, you know, but really the fun, you know, and it's fun to bet top tens. It's fun to bet top fives, head to head matchups. Really, if you really want to have, enjoy your weekend, I feel like outrights are the way to go. You know, we so want to bet outright win. winners. Yes. And okay. that's normally what I'll do is take, you know, my say I have $100 for my bankroll to bet on golf. I'm going to split that up before the tournament. I'm going to cover six or seven guys that I have to think I they think have a chance, maybe ranging from about 12 to one to about 60 or 80 to one. Right. Mm. I'm not doing that this week and we're going to get to why. Um, but I feel like I want to update you a little bit on like some of the other guys that you may have heard of. And uh, is Tiger Woods going to win? I, I, as a black man, I'm like, Tiger Woods is going to win. Tiger right? Woods has no chance in this golf tournament. Dang. In fact, as a Filipino man, is Vijay Singh going to win? I don't believe <laughs> Vijay Singh. First of all, he's from Fiji. Oh, dang. <laughs> I can't pull myself out of that hole. Second of all, he is um, old. Uh, yeah, and he's I not don't playing. Think, I, I don't, think, I don't think he's in this, but, you know, shout out to VJ. So, no, Tiger Woods, to me, has no chance today or on this weekend at the U.S. Open. Um, we haven't seen a lot of Tiger. He's only shown up for, I believe, three events since yeah. the restart. Yeah. Um, golf is not a game where you can just show up every once in a while and win, especially in U.S. Open conditions. I, I don't, I, I just, I, I would not invest in Tiger this week. Um, and nor would I invest in many of the other top players out there. Who else do you know? I, I Brooks Kepka. Brooks Kepka is hurt. Uh, okay. I know Rory McIlroy. Rory McIlroy. All he has done since the restart is procreate. <laughs> so he's doing great. Yeah, <laughs> he's got a good score. Yeah. <laughs> and then, okay, how about you know ever, this patron saint of gamblers, Phil Mickelson himself? Phil is fifty now. 
Um, he's crazy. He's also moonlighting on the senior tour part-time because 50 is the age where you go to the senior tour. But spiritually, like, he's probably the guy who likes golf the most. Yes. I, I guess he's the guy who enjoys golf the most. He's now playing on two tours. Yeah, uh, that's a lot. And if, it, if it's such a truncated schedule, the fact that he's moonlighting at all, like, that's incredible to me. Right. He's also wearing aviators and sometimes golfing in a full button-down shirt while carrying a coffee thermos. And here's the thing. <laughs> what I, is I, that? We moved, my family moved onto a golf course when I was 10 and I didn't have any friends and I always kind of held it against golf. And I thought every golfer was lame because the kids in that neighborhood weren't as cool. But right. Phil Mickelson... He's got to be the, one of the coolest athletes alive right now. The, yes, the coolest guy, <laughs> the best social media. If you're not following best social Phil, media. what? I follow, follow Phil on Phil. Twitter. It's oh crazy. Oh my goodness, I have to do and that. And you would Phil never, you would never look at that guy. Find out his name is Phil Mickelson, and he t- turns out he's kind of like a likable version of Michael Jordan. No <laughs> yeah. way! I can't wait. I can't wait. Um, and probably a similar gambling issue to oh, Michael Jordan. Oh, gotta be worse. It's amazing he's got both parents. But, so, okay. So, but we can rule <laughs> Phil out. <laughs> Phil has no chance. He, he, uh, one of his famous meltdowns was actually at this same course oh, um, years ago at Winged Foot. Um, but he has no chance this week. Uh, I, I, I would maybe take him to make the cut, but I would not invest anything more in Phil. Same with Rory. Justin Thomas is a guy you've probably he's heard of. He's 14 to 1, right? So Justin Thomas is 14 to 1. That is correct. That puts him third in the odds. Um, very good early on after the pandemic. Um, not driving it very well recently. Um, just gets by on good breaks with his short game. I, especially at that number, I won't, I won't be investing in Justin Thomas. I also will not be investing in... Have you heard of this young kid, Colin Morikawa? I have heard of Colin Morikawa. This kid is an assassin sent to destroy the PGA Tour. He will not do that this week. (laughs) And why don't don't you think he'll do that this week? Well, we just saw him win his first major in his first full year as a tour player at the PGA Championship just a few weeks ago. Um, That was at Harding Park in San Francisco, um, a couple miles from where he went to college. Oh, so he probably played that course. Yeah, and there's a big difference between West Coast and East Coast golf. Kind of like West Coast and East Coast comedy. Like people in New York, they write, there's great punchlines, whereas L.A. comics are all Chris D'Elia. <laughs> and also in Mighty Ducks, too. You know, you had all the East, and then Keenan comes, and what you got? You got the knuckle puck, you know? It's pretty good. Not to brag, I got the same pot dealer as Keenan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, someone wants to wants to hop on real quick. Oh boy, we can uh, come. We can come back to. Golf. Can you can you put your headphones on, Joel? Yeah, I'll put the headphones on. They're a little tangled. Hello. Hello. Oh boy, is this my good friend, the Azerbaijani assassin Rufatagayev? This is him. Well, um. I, I understand you wanted to talk, and I would like to congratulate you, first of all, on your Lakers winning the NBA championship <laughs> late last night. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think we won. I, I think you can't count out uh, th- this team, this, uh, this you know, very Soviet-led uh, team. I wouldn't count myself out, so I'm not going to count the Nuggets out. How no. how many players on the Nuggets are you blood relatives with? <laughs> not blood relatives, but, you know, uh, basically spiritually, uh, and we probably grew up on the same, like, uh, uh, salted meats, 
but but yeah man it was uh it was i I don't know i kind of didn't like the fact that they won because now everyone's gonna say like the lakers had it easy the clippers would have been a better matchup and that's true it is gonna break that way this will be lebron's asterisk title and it's not fair to him no, no, I'm here to make the peace with you. I actually invited you on, and I wanted to apologize. I overestimated Kawhi Leonard, and I underestimated how poorly run and how cursed that Clippers organization is. You're the only one who saw this coming. I mean, the signs were there from even that championship year last year that Kawhi had. He likes to give his, you know, he's. He, I, I just don't think he's a guy that's like, I wouldn't want to say that he's not clutch, but he, he he's he's not a late late game time guy. I know he hit that one bouncy, you know, uh, bouncy shot against the Sixers, but the Sixers have been doomed to fail since since they've been in the NBA. So that doesn't really count. Yeah, but I mean, uh, you can't put that on Kawhi last night. Like this entire season, I've been wondering why Jamichael Green looks like he's about to cry. And it turns out he's just psychic. He knew this was coming the whole time. He was terrible. Paul George was terrible. Bev was terrible. Lou was terrible. Kawhi, he wasn't the the best, but he looked a little injured to me. Pandemic P. No, and I think that's what happens with a team that doesn't stick to their guns and that doesn't have a solid one-two punch. I just don't think that they have a solid one-two punch. A lot of people, when you would talk about the Clippers, the one thing that they would always bring up is they got so many pieces. I just don't think that's that's always the way to win. I think the Nuggets always started winning and came back from 3-1 when they figured out that it was going to be Murray and Jokic that were going to get them there. Yeah, and it's crazy because if you put the 2019 Clippers in that series up 3-1... They're going to the mm-hmm. conference finals right now. They just try to do too much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do they do they really run a system there, or do they kind of just switch the pace of the game based on the many different people that they have? Like, sometimes they'll run the pick and roll with Lou Williams and Montrez Harrell, but, like, do they really have a system that they're really – that they really were running this year? No, and I've given the Lakers so much crap about not having an organizational philosophy. Meanwhile, trying every philosophy is worse than no philosophy. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. I think, I think we buckled down since the start of the season, the Lakers have made, you know, LeBron James, the facilitator and some nights he gets hot and and outscores AD, but for the most part, AD is going to carry a load of the scoring. Um, and that defense is looking good. I yeah. don't know. Um, yeah, and this is their series. No one left in the playoffs can guard Anthony Davis. So I say congratulations, Rufat. <laughs> I will buy you that ring, and I will start using Rogaine per our wager. Please do, man. Please do. It'll definitely add you know, a, a couple little extra hairs to the front. You could maybe start getting a, a, a haircut like a Doc Rivers. I think that would be <laughs> Oh, <fine>. no. <laughs> <laughs> well all right I'm, not, I'm a lot like dark, doc rivers we're both in a very dark place right now i just happen to be in a basement <laughs> yeah. well all right thank you for jumping on i just wanted to touch in with you and touch base with you because i was so wrong last week and i wanted to say you are right hey, you're the professional gambler not me man you know but you're the you're the reason i'm gonna have a full head of hair so i thank you for that 
Love you, man. Love you too. See you soon. All right. Peace. Roof five. What a guy. All right. You want me to do this ad read before we go back into golf? Yeah. Let's do the ad read, then we'll finish golf. All right. Well, we're back with the official sports book of the Detroit Lions. What up? Oh, you shouldn't be allowed to bet on them on a Bet MGM Sportsbook. They're live for legal betting in Colorado, Indiana, Nevada, New Jersey, West Virginia. Are you betting on the NFL this season? Then why are you watching the show? Then take that, some of that action to Bet MGM. Why? Because for a limited time, Bet MGM has a special signing bonus for the Props Network listeners. All you have to do is create a new account at Bet MGM official casino of the Detroit Lions and use code WALKON20 to get a 100% match on your first deposit up to $500. That's right. Just enter code WALKON20 and up to $500 bonus bankroll is yours. Then you'll enjoy all that BetMGM has to offer, like earning $10 free bets every week in the Money Monday Club, multi-sport parlay boosters, and the new Edit My Bet feature that allows players to change their bet tickets after they're submitted. So try BetMGM with code WALKON20 now while the offers last. You must be 21 or older to bet online or probably for in person for that matter. Do you or someone you know have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER today. You're a promo code now. I'm a promo code. It, I have been digitized into the Matrix. Like Tron. Like, like Tron and the Matrix. Ooh. Like Tron. I'm colorful and I love synth music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sam, what's your favorite golf club? The favorite club in my bag? Yeah. That would be my 60-degree Callaway Mac Daddy Wedge. Wow. Ooh. Gets you out of jams, probably. It does. It gets you out of a lot of jams. I'm not a great golfer. I'm a good golfer. What's not your a great handicap? One. Um, these days, I'm probably in the neighborhood of uh, 14. Okay, so 12 to 14. You're, you're, you're hitting like a 86 on an 18. Yeah, 84 to 86 kind of score. That's now, good. if I wasn't doing all of these shows with all of you, <laughs> I might be more like a single digit type. And that's guy. a real course. The only place I golf, I go out to the Pitch and Putt in Queens. It's next to the City Field where the Mets play. They have nice. got night golf there. Oh, I love that. What's your score at the Pitch and Putt? At the pitch at the Flushing Meadows, yeah. Um, I'm gonna. Well, it depends if I get the bag of tall boys that you can buy there. Or yeah, not. and, and Ooh, the, guy, the guy who runs the drink, <laughs> the little drink cart. Yeah, he goes around selling drinks and pre-rolled joints. <laughs> What's this tall boy action? I, no, we gotta go. People, you literally see people walking off the course into the woods to do weird stuff. That's another place we will do a remote at oh, some point. Oh yeah, a little night, a little night um, shoot. <laughs> but no, I'm you know I'm gonna be single digits over par probably at that course. That's incredible. That's really cool. But um, but yeah, I would go with my Callaway sixty. Um, and at the U.S. Open this week, I feel like that's the kind of club you're really gonna need to succeed because there's six inch grass. Yes, it's gonna be about short game this week. I mean, you got to be powerful. You have to be accurate. But you're going to miss greens. You're going to have bad lies. And it's going to be the guys that can survive those moments that really persevere. Now, we already ruled out a lot of the top players in the world, right? We went before mm -hmm. the break. Before and I, I think we're left with the big dogs, right? To me, there are two guys. I'm going to sound like the squarest square in square town. But see, it's my first golf bet. So I'm like, yeah, this, this is good advice. <laughs> 
But to me, there's only two guys that can really win this thing this week. And that is Dustin Johnson and John Rahm. Now, we talked about it earlier. Both of these guys are dominating the game. They have been for two months now. I mean, you can, you know, before the show, I went and looked at stats from um, the last uh, eight weeks um, in which both have been very active. And they lead in almost every key category. It's one or the other, or at least they're in the top 10 out of every player on the tour. Right. Yeah. And they're like, what, plus like around plus 850 for this is this is the problem. Yes. Is in the average golf tournament, you know, the favorite is going to be around plus 11, 1100, 11 to one at this tournament in a major 156 players in the field, the best golfers in the world. And you have two prohibitive favorites. You have DJ at plus 850 at DraftKings. You have Rom at plus 900, followed by that odds gap we mentioned earlier, Justin Thomas at 14. It is highly abnormal to see an odds gap like that on the tour at any event. But I feel like I should take, I'm going to do, see, when I don't know what I'm talking about, I'll do $10. So I'm going to do $10 on each, and I'm going to do $25 on the final score being I'm going to take whatever the equivalent of the under is, you know, or I guess it would be the over. I like your prop, but I don't think that betting these outright winners, Ram and DJ before the tournament starts is going to be the way to go here. Okay. So if I were to give you my login and just hand over my phone and you would just ignore the, the temptation to go through my nudes cause they're great. <laughs> what bet would you place on my account? I wouldn't be betting any. Thing at this point. What we just talked about betting. We're doing it live. Oh, <laughs> doing it live, and that's tough of me because, like me, I'm I'm really just a good-natured Midwestern rube, and I can bet something before the game, no problem. I'll talk myself into it, but to just pull the trigger real quick, I can't do it. When do you live bet a golf match? Well, you got so we got to keep a few things in mind. So first of all, to me, these odds, while I'm not buying them at that price are not that crazy. These two guys really are dominating to a level where the odds makers have probably priced it pretty accurately for the likelihood that one of these two players will win, okay? But we're not going to buy on that, right? No, we're not. There's too much that can happen. So um, what could make it, what could make the odds be more palatable to us during the weekend, right? Couple and things and let, let's just take a, a trip to Tangentville. What time is this tournament going to end? What time is it going to yeah, end? Yeah, it's going to end on Sunday. What time Sunday? It's going to end probably around 6.30 p.m. on Sunday. And that, for sports fans, clear your calendar. Sunday from 4 to 9 o'clock, you not only have the later slate of the NFL this week, which features Kansas City, which features Baltimore at a desperate Texans team. You also have the final round of the U.S. Open and the NBA Conference Finals. That's a good evening, and we don't even have billions to look forward to. <laughs> and there could be a NFL PGA parlay to consider here, too. Well, how do you parlay when you're live betting the... You parlay the live line with perhaps not the Eagles. Well, not the Eagles. <laughs> We're going against them in our professional gambler video this week. That's for sure. And Don, we, Donnie and I both, both bet it. So you're, we're in deep on the Rams. <laughs> so here's the thing to keep in mind and why I am confident that we will get better prices on DJ and Rom if we wait and do not make this bet before the tournament, right? So there's tea times in golf, right? Both DJ and Rom have afternoon tea times on Thursday, 
or to, you know, Oh, so if someone has a good, if someone has a great opening line in Thursday morning, their lines will kind of shift to where they'd be for a tournament without all the public money. Well, check this out. Teeing off before 815 in the morning. In the first round, you have Rory, Tiger, Justin Thomas, Morikawa, Jason Day, Adam Scott, Justin Rose, Webb Simpson, and Patrick Reed all before 8.15 a.m. All it will take is one of these players who are all highly capable of putting up a good score, but I do not feel capable of surviving the four days. All it will take is one of them to put up maybe three under, four under, which would be a very good score at Wingfoot, and we will see DJ and Rom's odds probably creep over that 10 to 11 to 1 range where we're going to be comfortable making that bet. And is there someone who's historically played this course well? No, because no, <laughs> because this course hasn't been hasn't really been featured that much on the tour. We haven't seen a major there in a long time. I went I always look at course history and as I looked it was only, you know, veteran players, Phil, Tiger, guys that have been around a long time and they might have four, eight rounds max played at this course. So the course history doesn't tell us anything, right? And we also know that both DJ and Ram have been there to scout the place. You know, yes, everyone's there throughout the week leading up. We know they both took the week off after their wins recently. They went to the course. They checked it out. They played rounds there by themselves. I have no concern about course history or course knowledge being an issue with them, right? Um... So, I wish my professors had that same insights. <laughs> <laughs> Do I need to know this stuff? No, that would be a great exchange. I did. I was very nervous about one of my courses, Accounting 505, and I went on with my professor. And I talked last week I went to his hours. He turns out he's a sports better. I talked him out of betting on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last weekend. Wow. So we're good. I mean, I go to Michigan, so there's a lot of Tom Brady homers here in Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> But Rom, who really is the one that I'm focused on, right? To me, Rom, if I had to pick the two head-to-head, okay, I'm taking Rom all day. I like the short game. I like the attitude. If DJ's, DJ's putter has been exceptionally hot, all it will take is that cooling off just a little bit, and he's not going to win. Also, Dustin Johnson has won 21 times. He has one major. Okay, so he's maybe a little bit of Greg Norman 2.0? Maybe. Mm. We watched him blow we watched him blow the PGA championship just a few weeks ago by not being aggressive enough in the final round. After sending it to uh, extra what's, what's well, that was the, that was before that. The one where I called you where I was screaming, jumping around my uh, living room thinking I had won my bet on Dustin Johnson and then <laughs> <laughs> he makes a crazy putt. Rom comes out in the first playoff hole and dumps a sixty six footer in to damn lose the bet and crush my dreams and um but anyway enough about me so um yeah so i'm highly focused on rom and here's the thing about rom he storms from behind um two weeks ago bmw championship he opened around 12 to 1 to win right he shot 75 and 71 on thursday and friday bad scores on a much easier course, right? You see it, so you see he kind of corrects 75 to 71. What did he shoot round three? Oh, so get this round three, 66, round four, 64. Ooh. Ooh. We saw people cashing tickets on ROM, live bet tickets at 45 to 65 to one. That's incredible. So if he's got that kind of track record, maybe Friday afternoon he has a bad, he makes the cut, he's in the hunt. 
That's when you place it. If Rom makes the cut and we see him six, even seven shots back, that is a green light to me. Can I can I just pitch this idea? It's, yes. It works for golf. It works for MLB. I, I probably won't watch a, 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 an entire event, but if I got an alert on my phone every time John Rom is teeing off, every time Mike Trout is at bat, I would watch every time. Make that happening happen with your streaming services, dog. It's me, the consumer. I want to buy your products. Just make that product exist for me. I think Come they on. have that. Baseball doesn't? Oh, well... I think golf has it. Another reason why golf is great. All right. Well, you, you could just be in charge of all my finances. Place my bets. Purchase my subscriptions. We'll be good. I'll work for free if you just become my financial advisor for content <laughs> consumption. Well, Pornhub Premium is free now, I think. So you, you know, that's one you can cross off your list. Yeah, but I'm, not, I'm trying to watch less porn and focus on my relationships. So, you know. That's nice. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, I, I feel we will get an opportunity it could be Friday. It could be Saturday morning. I will text you that we're going to live bet ROM. We're possibly going to do the same with DJ, but I don't think we'll ever see like those really long odds on DJ. If we get him at 1,200 plus 12 to 1, I think that's a green light to go on him as well. And maybe you actually do parlay it with an NFL money line. Okay, it sounds great. I, I will be making my first golf bet this weekend. And, you know, if begin, we know how beginner's luck works on this show. Gabby Garcia won her fantasy game this weekend, so maybe I will win my golf bet. Yeah, I think I might just put my, my rent on everything. Brian, no. Okay. Units. <laughs> $25 max for you. Units. Got but I am, I am going to give you, I'm going to leave you with Three long shots that I think... Okay, three long okay. shots. We know DJ and Rom really are almost definitely, in my opinion, one of those guys is going to win. But there are 156 guys in the field, right? Maybe we do want to sprinkle a few shekels, as you would say. I love saying shekels. You do say shekels a lot on a few other guys. How about um, Harris English? 70 to 1 to win it. Uh, only 5 to 1 for a top 10. That's suspicious, isn't it? That is suspicious. I mean, that means he probably has a better chance than it, 70 to 1 to it win means it. the odds makers probably know he's good with the course. Right. Has a game that fits this course. Um, has been, uh, you know, showing that he's ready to win one recently. Harris English, 70 to 1 at DraftKings. Um, how about Gary Woodland, a recent U.S. Open champ? Gary. 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 Gary Woodland, right? Um 66 to 1 for a guy who has recently won a US Open and is, you know, has the talent, maybe he's not ranked that way, but talent to be top 10 in the world. It's a pretty good price, right? Pretty good. And one more, my favorite player on the entire tour, and that is Sung Jae Im, um, young yeah. Korean guy. I believe he's 21 or 22 years old now. Um, also, same number, 66 to 1. Um, was on a tear last year, started the year slow, is still homeless, living out of a suitcase. And I'm living out of a suitcase, so that's who I should be backing. So you you are the Soon JM of the Props Network. That's what I've been telling people. <laughs> no one believes me. Sung Joel M. Um, and you can get him again at 66 to 1. Um, showed some flashes the last few weeks, so you know that might be a, a $5 play for me. And that's the U.S. Open. It's going to be fun. We are there. Brian is giving us a Wi-Fi down signal. 
Are we still live? We're still alive. We're still good. Uh, just uh, Wi-Fi just went out. It's trying to refresh now, but we're still recording. Okay, so, so we're, we're still, still recording, yeah. and then we're maybe not live, but we'll get the stream back up momentarily. Yeah. Uh, while we're here, let me kill a little time. Um, so, Better Harrington, Joey or Padrag? Who knows? It's hard to determine. Joey. <laughs> I love Joey Harrington, though. You know, um, he when he was a Lions quarterback, he signed up for a Kroger Plus card. Yeah. <laughs> and he gave his real phone number, and we just prank called him mercilessly. Oh, yeah. There's no better feeling than your team drafting a bust in the first round of the NFL draft and being able to prank call that dude. Oh, yeah. Oh. And other idiot. I might be in. I feel like uh, the black guy in Die Hard at the moment. Yeah, instead of the black guy in the Props Network. <laughs> <laughs> so let me, I have to get back Danny Boy. There, let me close out. Yeah, we're having trouble with the internet, and then we're bringing on a guy who's going to sound like he's buffering. What a world. <laughs> I mean, if, is there a way to test the Wi-Fi with Donnie Singstack on the line? I don't know. <laughs> so while we are here, let's go through the NFL this weekend. While we kill time, I think, honestly, I think eight, we have the Texans hosting the Chiefs. Chiefs are getting seven. We have, I'm sorry, they're hosting the Ravens. And then the Chiefs are traveling to see the Chargers. I think eight and a half. I think a tease of those two is a great investment opportunity. And I've been killing it on investments. DraftKings, my favorite stock for two months. I've made my whole family buy DraftKings. It's the first time I haven't been wrong for them. Is it up again today? Yeah, it, it broke It broke $53 a share. No shit. Yeah, I bought it at 33 It's the first stock pick I've ever had that's, been, that's not zeroed out. <laughs> <laughs> You're rearranging the helmets like I don't know they're missing. I know they slightly don't fit. I know we're missing yes. New England, Buffalo, and someone. Well, I'm looking at one on the floor right now. Um, <laughs> let me, let's play 20 questions to figure out. Mm -hmm. uh, do they have a quarterback over 35? I don't think so, no. Okay. Were, were they? Oh, it's the Seahawks. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get them for you. Yeah, that's uh, Brian's fiance's favorite team oh and that's brian's actually second team that that must be good to marry into a better fan base oh man to have just it, it's just delightful to you know go to a, a have like a so see a bad game and then see russell just go for four just real easy yeah and we talk about athletes who are fun to bet on russell wilson kevin durant those they're where you want to put your money and speaking of like being smart about where you put your money, you know, you got to go to the Props Network. We have the best insights. We arrange this content in an interesting way. We've got walk-on shows Monday and Wednesday. We've got the Prop Specials with Steve Clark. They'll be coming out on Friday. We've been working hard. Any of our old pilot on listeners, Steve will be back in the mix. We'll be back every Friday with some form of NFL gambling content. And my professional gambler picks, we're filming them after this. They will be out Friday afternoon. And do me a favor. Will you subscribe to this podcast? Will you review it? Will you download it on, on Apple? And then if you like it on Spotify, everywhere pods are found, 
just don't listen. Download the thing. It helps me. This is how I put food on the table, how I put bets to my bookie. So give me some support. Follow the Props Network at Props Network HQ on Twitter and Instagram. We'll have all the updates you need there. And remember, if you're betting this season, just go to the propsnetwork.com first. I promise. On my hand on Moses Malone's grave that you will be glad you did. <laughs> all right, we good? We got we well, got I our think next Donnie one. is ready. All right. Wiring in. Joining me, okay, joining me from the great city of Nashville, even though his heart is in Maryland, my guy, my comedy son, my co-host of an action, say hello to Donnie Singstack. Hello, Joel. How you doing, buddy? I'm okay. Thank you for sticking around with us. We had a little bit of some technical difficulties with the internet here. It went out a little bit, but we are back and better than ever. How are you, baby? (laughs) Hey, I'm good. That's okay. That thing never happened when we were re- uh, recording the show in action. It's not like I completely forgot to just hit the record button and <laughs> and we had to record a whole episode twice. <laughs> no, never happened. And I do like how you decorated your room. Everything there is Maryland-based. Turn it all around. Yeah. Uh, th- this is the Zoom. This is the Maryland room. We got the seats from Cole Fieldhouse in here. Everything. Oh, no way. That's sick. I would be impressed once you explain what Cole Fieldhouse is. I'm sorry. Are you familiar with Len Bias? I am familiar with Len Bias. Oh, is that is that the is that what he snorted off of? No. <laughs> it's amazing how every Mar- it's amazing that Len Bias died before he went to the NBA and his career still turned out better than Steve Francis's. That's true. Steve Francis, Joe Smith, we've had a lot of uh yeah, I think the best NBA player to come out of Maryland was probably Steve Blake. Steve Blake was a good one. Steve Blake was on the team that won the national championship in 2002, and for little white kids who loved Maryland basketball, he was my Black Panther. <laughs> Steve Blake forever. I, my favorite picture I've ever taken at an NBA game was Steve Blake in the Black History Month t-shirt, just looking kind of confused why he was wearing it. Yeah, he he really was the Alex Caruso of his day. So we, we gambled together. This is probably our third NFL season, placing wet wagers together. And how are we looking heading into this season? Well, uh, I would be lying to you if I didn't. Uh, I said, we didn't have a bit of a dig. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if you're ready for this. We have to do the dig with Donnie. Oh, we got to do the dig with Donnie. Here's hoping Elon Musk doesn't call anyone a pedophile. Yeah. (laughs) So what happened? We, 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 We were smart. We were doing great. We were taking your soccer picks. We were taking my NBA picks. And we were killing it. And then what happened? The Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, until the Milwaukee Bucks. I came to you on a Tuesday afternoon. I was like, hey, it's Bucks' first playoff game. They've got to get things together. And it turns out that they didn't just sit out against Orlando in game four to protest. They also sat out game one to protest our financial health. Mm-hmm. They, sure, they sure did. We have, we have Giannis and the whole crew to thank for that. Hey, Donnie, could you turn up your mic a little bit for me? My mic. Yes. Hello? 
Okay. Watch, Donnie's just going to talk louder. <laughs> Great. <Yes. laughs> I sure am. Actually, that that's... that. O'Brien's an unintentional speech therapist. <laughs> <laughs> he fixed it. So, yeah, we both took a... So we both took a bad loss on the Milwaukee Bucks. I lost a commercial gig that day. I chased it with the Lakers. I broke up with my bookie that night. And you, I understand you actually got out, got out of the hole. Mm-hmm. Sure did. Down to about 30. And then uh, one, one bad UFC incident later. And uh, all the... It, and it's all gone. And now we are... You know, let's just say for the hypothetical of this segment, we're trying to dig out of a two thousand dollar hole as a as a joke. Yeah, and as a joke, let's just say that it's a forty two hundred dollar hole we've got which honestly you only get if you're really treating yourself in Vegas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and we got nothing. We just have more student debt. And that's honestly how we're both going to grad school in case this doesn't work out. But that was my idea. I was like, yeah, it's just more student debt. This one's mm-hmm. given to Sally Mae. So, yep. so we're climbing back out. We're in a bad spot. And it, let's talk about soccer gambling for a second. Why is this the perfect product to bet on during quarantine? Well, oh, man, during the – do you remember the beginning of quarantine when it was the first thing back? I remember the the German Bundesliga came back before any sports. Germans figure out a solution for everything. It's kind of their yeah. downfall. Yeah. The, I, I, that was the initial that was, that was solution. Just, yeah. <laughs> so, but, but they did figure it out. They, they, they brought the Bundesliga back. Bayern was able to run away with the title, and things start, started to feel normal. And it was a great soccer season. They crammed everything in. And now all of a sudden soccer's back and with basically no off season, right? Pretty much no off season. I mean, Byron just played in the Champions League about a month ago and in the final a little bit less than a month ago is when is when they won the final. Yeah, that was August 19th. They played in the final. We parlayed them with the Clippers on a bet the Clippers actually came through with. They were up on a series, and they won. Imagine that. Yeah, that was a good one. But the, the, they haven't lost since uh, since December of 2019. They haven't <laughs> lost a single game, which is why they're fun to bet on. They're they're a great team for the dig. Great team for the the dig. So... We have Bundesliga back. We've got Premier League back. We've got La Liga back. We've got Series A back. All the big leagues, and forgive me for not knowing what the French League is, what are the biggest storylines in European soccer this year? I would say the biggest storyline is probably whether or not Messi is going to leave Barcelona. And in, in the NBA, they would figure that out before the season. Is that somehow dragging into league play? Yeah, they're... they're they still have up until the transfer window to send Messi anywhere. And right now the odds on favorite is Manchester city, Manchester city. And they've got the money because they are evil, right? Correct. Yeah. If you're not following like (laughs) Manchester city is the equivalent of buying Facebook stock. You'll probably make money, but you're not going to feel good about it. (laughs) Man City, PSG, a lot of those teams are, they're a little sketchier. Uh, 
where their money comes from is not something to worry about when you're trying to dig out of the <laughs> hole. You know, <laughs> they could. Okay, so Messi's the biggest storyline. We have Premier League. We've got all these awesome teams at the top of the Premier League, but you don't really like any of the big teams, right? Who do you like? I think I, I would say Liverpool. Their their odds are second to to Man City right now. Man City are the current odds on favorite. I think Liverpool is around plus two fifty to win the uh, Premier League, and and I would say. I like them, but they did not have a great showing in the first game. They could have easily lost or drawn that game to Leeds United at home. And I know I, I talked to you out of the Leeds United bet. I was like, hey, they're back in Premier League for the first time. You don't want to bet against history, you know? Mm-hmm. But I put it in anyway. And, and and it still paid off because of Mo Salah's hat trick. So and you we t- can't bet that season-long season long future for Golden Boot in the Premier League. The odds are already going to be on Salah because he comes in one game, three goals. And I, it is fun to cheer for Mo Salah because you could just go, Mo, 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 Mo Salah. <gasps> nice. Auto parts. <laughs> I'm oh, buying those. Would yeah, that, you sound like a real hooligan. <laughs> that, that, that's their chant, actually. I, I think I do. I would be a great soccer hooligan. If the NBA had hooligans, I would be throwing cups of soda at Ron Artest as we speak. If the NBA had hooligans, you would be the best parody songwriter in all of D- 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 Detroit. Jimmy Butler. Uh, <laughs> but there's a team that you actually like to win as a Premier League long shot. They had the worst season but they, their fan base, they were losing their mind all over Twitter, all over social media, but they kind of got things together towards the end. I'm talking Arsenal. You bullish on Arsenal? I am. I think they they are my long shot to win the, the, the league. If you just have some extra money, if, if you like betting long shots, I think the long shot to win the league this season is Arsenal. And they're, they're a they, long shot, but they still have as much money to buy talent and develop their youngins as any other club. Right. <laughs> and and they did. Though the offseason was short, Arsenal have made some of the best moves by one just getting rid of David Luiz, probably the worst center back in the in the Premier League. And they replaced him with a young 22 year old Brazilian, which is never a bad idea. Yeah. If you're going to get rid of someone aging, always replace them with a 22 year old Brazilian, be it center backs or wives. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, so, I'll be I'll be non neighbors husbands too. Yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. If my if my if my fiance left me for a 22 year old Brazilian, yeah. I would not be upset. <laughs> well, he be. plays center back for Arsenal. His name's Gabriel. <laughs> That's her name. They've got something in common already. That's true. Yeah. They, they, they would hit it off so easily. In, but yeah, then, but uh, uh, and Aubameyang are as good a front two a scoring partnership as any team in the Premier League or all of Europe. I think they could definitely challenge for the Premier League at plus the 3,300. And I think a great bet would be for them to get top four at plus 250. Top top, top four seems great. And top four means you move on to the Champions League. It would be fun to see Arsenal. They're such a historically significant team. Mm -hmm. And I see their odds. They're... Plus 2,000 I have on DraftKings right now, mm-hmm. but those are great odds. And you can actually bet the, them top six minus 225. We know we get burned on the big multipliers, but that could be a good one. I think that could definitely be a good 
a great investment. I definitely see Tottenham falling off. I see, I see them finishing above Tottenham. Chelsea, I'm not sure yet uh, what their new team's going to look like. They won 3-1 last week. They, they have a brand-new face uh, up, up front in Timo Werner. And I think they could be much better than last season, but I don't think they're going to be better than Arsenal. Okay, so basically Arsenal just needs to jump one team in your power rankings in order to for the bet Finish to win. Top four. I think that, that Liverpool and Man City are going to finish 1-2. That's practically a given. That's in every, you know, pretty much every sports book you'll find. But I think that the, that, that, that those three four spots are very much up for grabs between Man U, uh, a Man U, Arsenal, and Chelsea. And I could see Arsenal very easily taking number three. Yeah, and Man U, like, I know they had a bad year last year, but they were really getting into form towards the end of the league play. They were awesome. They were beating teams 4-1, 3-1. They were just routing fools. Great young talent. And how about my squad? A part of the fun of watching soccer with you was I picked a team, and there's so many leagues I picked two teams. I picked the Wolverhampton Wanderers, and I, oh, yeah. and I picked the backups at Real Madrid. <laughs> Yeah, you love Vinicius Jr. I love Vinicius Jr. I love Adama Traore. He's on the Wolves. He is Russell Westbrook of the soccer field. He's amazing to watch. Traore is the is the Derrick Henry of the soccer field. He can he but 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 faster. He's built like Henry and can run a four two forty. He's amazing. Okay, so. You, if if you are just looking to watch Premier League, I love watching Wolves game to game. I love watching Real Madrid. And Real Madrid, they made me money pretty consistently. They're the most talented team in Spain, especially with Bal- Barcelona having so much tumult. So I think maybe riding them game by game. And like this, if you're working from home, if you're trying to get out of this cubicle drudgery, that's the beauty of soccer to me. The games are on at one o'clock on weekdays. What better way to get through your torturous Zoom meeting than to bet these games in the background? Right. Byron Schalke on Friday. Beautiful. Do that. Mm-hmm. Let's. We're both college students, so let's talk NCAA. You have your lock of the year, right? Yeah, I think so. so- I do have my lock of the year. It is Clemson first quarter bets. I'm all over the first quarter <laughs> bets for these teams because the, oh no, wait, it's not that. It's well, you also you like a And M against Vandy next weekend. Clemson I do, first. But this, that's all part of the uh, the bet on the teams with the most fans in the stadium. <laughs> but didn't that lose last weekend? Everyone who had fans in the stadium, they lost. They lost. That's the problem. It lost in college. There were two big upsets. Florida State lost at home to Georgia Tech. Their stadium was full. Did you see that game? I did not see Florida State, Georgia Tech. It was a full stadium. <laughs> it was an essentially, it, it felt really full when you were watching on TV. There was a lot of crowd noise, screaming, yelling. And uh, it it was uh, exciting to watch them all get, lose and get the virus. And, and I, they lost. They lo- they lost their lives. And you know what? I don't have any good feelings about Tallahassee. I had the worst bomb of my comedy career in Tallahassee. <laughs> I followed a young kid doing street jokes, and he murdered. Hmm. That's tough. That sounds like the beginning of my career. Yeah, that sounds like Florida comedy. Um, yeah. 
Ed Orgeron says most of his team has contracted the virus, and I think the significant part about that is that Ed Orgeron believes in the virus. <laughs> I think, I th- yeah, <laughs> yeah, go, go bats. <laughs> <laughs> Worth the payoff, absolutely. So that's the beauty of Donnie, you know? He's the comic who forces you to lean forward, listen, and then he draws you in with that stutter then? Very well written punchline. Hands off to the Don. <laughs> and let's let's go back to the stadium. NFL teams that let fans in the stadium were two and zero. Go Jags. Go Chiefs. Is that going to continue this week? No. No, you don't think so. Um, I think I think the Chiefs will win. I know the Jaguars won't win. That team is still tanking. I expect to see Trevor, Trevor Lawrence dissatisfied in teal and black next year. Count on that. And do you think that the, uh, they're going to lose to a kickerless Tennessee though? Because that's my fun bet of the week. My fun bet of the week is on the Jaguars plus nine. Yeah, and like we bet for fun. So last week the most fun bet to make was Cincinnati plus three. This week it's probably Jags plus nine. And I think karmically, I know they had a bad bet this weekend. The Detroit Lions will never be more fired up than they are this weekend against the Green Bay Packers. You knew you me. Think so? Oh, yeah. They're playing at Green Bay. Last year they played at Green Bay. The game was fixed. There were yeah. calls in that game that were the most egregious I've seen in 25-plus years of watching sports. It's hard for me to compute because I lie about my age now. Mm-hmm. Hey, being 25 also, I think you you can tell that Joel and I are very close in age. <laughs> I'm not 25, I'm 31. <laughs> but last year we saw that game get rigged, and now they're back in Green Bay. Not only that, the same referee is refing the game. Cleet Blakeman, the guy who called three hands to the face against Trey Flowers that didn't exist, is refing that same game. I think Cleet's going to be a little guilty I think the NFL saying, hey, we told the world Stafford had COVID. You're going to need to throw some flags on Green Bay for the first time in league history. Yeah, yeah I do think that uh, that you, 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 you might be overplaying the whole the league is going to try and make up for accusing Matt Stafford of having the coronavirus. And I believe angle. they owe Stafford one. They can't tell the world the face of the league has coronavirus without it ramifications. <laughs> That's what's, true. That, that's true. What's funny, Brian? <laughs> I think it's just funny that you're gonna you're, you're talking about Maddie that way. Yeah, he, the I, face. Do you say the face? Yeah, modern Dan Marino. Okay. <laughs> I think that 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 honestly, Baker Mayfield has a bigger say for face of the league because he's in more commercials during. He's in every game. Yeah, well, he can't see over the huddle, so you need to be able to see him somewhere because it won't be in an NFL starting lineup for much longer. Uh, oh, right. I, I don't like that. I, I retract all your statements, please. <laughs> Brian, do you think he shoots those commercials during the game? <laughs> what do you? What else do you do during halftime? Okay, that's, that's true. Yeah, and uh, honestly, watching a little bit of that Ravens game last weekend, they look good. But you pointed out how bad their run defense was. How dumb was Cleveland last week? Not sticking with Chubb and Kareem Hunt. I mean, typical Cleveland, they just made all the worst decisions because they have the two best running backs in the league. The Ravens' run defense is not what it was. It wasn't good last year either. They destroyed Baltimore when they played them at home last year. I think Nick Chubb had 
almost 200 yards and 200 touchdowns, and they got away from it. They just threw the ball with with Baker Mayfield when he was trying to remember his lines. <laughs> okay, so this week, I think we like a tease, right? We like mm-hmm. the Ravens going into the into into Houston to play Deshaun Watson and the Texans. They'll probably win yeah. that game. You're going to see mm-hmm. a, a spirited effort from the Texans, and that's why we're teasing it with the Chiefs against the Chargers, eight and a half. Mm-hmm. And you know what? If if the Texans win lose that game, I know we share a betting account. Can I? Can you agree to this? Can yeah. we bet Houston to win the division when they're zero and two? It depends on what the odds are. I think if they're over, what 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 would you say the odds have to be? The, like plus five hundred, plus a thousand. If the odds are in plus two hundred, I know that the Texans with Deshaun Watson, I think he's probably the best player in the division by a wide margin. There's not a no. Co- Derrick Henry's better than Deshaun Watson. Yeah, but Derrick Henry doesn't play quarterback, and they lost interior linemen. Can- they should have lost to Denver and our boy Drew Locke on Monday night. Mm-hmm. And but I, I I still see Tennessee winning the division. Yeah, but it's about the fun bet. And you, where are you living right now? Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> yeah, there's a bunch of Titans fans right off off the Zoom. I can tell it. They're they're just holding a knife to a Motor City yeah. Music City miracle cutout. Hey, you think people here have knives, not guns? <laughs> <laughs> Like I said, I'm a good-natured Midwestern rube. I see the best in everyone. Tennessee people have knives. Ooh, speaking of Tennessee, another team in a town that uh, covered up a COVID outbreak and didn't tell the rest of the university is Austin P. State University. That's right up the road in Clarksville. Uh, Clarksville just lifted their mask mandate, and they are going to Cincinnati to play the Bearcats this week. <laughs> I I would bet everything I have on that Cincinnati first first quarter Cincinnati to win the first quarter or the entire game depending on how huge the uh the the money line is there okay so Cincinnati I haven't bet on Cincinnati since Danny Fortson was prowling the sidelines for him I'm just gonna pull up that spread for you right now so we have minus 33 and a half do we take the minus 33 and a half they lost fifty-five to nothing to Pittsburgh last week. Austin P did. Yeah. Okay, we're on the thirty-three and a half. We're all about it. And you I think have, so. You have another pick this week that you you love. You love the Cowboys. I do love the Cowboys. I do. And is this the time where I should do that joke? Are we going to put it in the video? We're going to put it just... in the video. I'm 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 going to deliver that one. I'm stealing it for my own purposes. No, no, you got it. That, 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 yeah. That one's all yours, but I do think I saw a lot of good in the Cowboys last weekend, even though they lost. That Rams team is very good. They're very good on defense, and apart from a bogus pass interference call at the end of the game, Dallas ties that up, and I'm sure they that they can go into Atlanta and win by at least a touchdown. Yeah, and... That game, I believe it's in Dallas, actually. The line is moving in our favor. You liked it when it was minus five and a half. It's moved to minus four and a half. So maybe we tease that as well. I think the Cowboys likely win. Four and a half is not a great line for me. If there's an individual team over for Dallas, 
I would love that. Atlanta probably has the worst defense in the league. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, and going through it, I think Washington. I like the Cardinals by six and a half over Washington. I, I think that was more Philly falling apart and them rallying. They play mm-hmm. slow. Arizona plays so fast. I expect them to pile it on. And then, and how about the Sunday nighter? Patriots Seahawks. That's a really good one. What's the line on that? Line on that one is Patriots getting four points. Is it in New England? It's in Seattle. I will take Seattle. Okay. I'll take Seattle. I didn't really like the look of the Patriots. They're still solid on defense, but Cam Newton can't throw the ball. Yeah, and you know what? Four points is probably the right spread for that game and if you're on the Patriots I'm if you're on the Seahawks I'm also on the Seahawks because we actually share an account yes that's true <laughs> that's true really also part of that yeah you're also on the account and like <laughs> I bet I bet the Eagles to lose to the Rams Donnie bet the Eagles to lose to the Rams you got to get on board you got to bet against your Eagles to lose to the Rams I won't I've never done it and I won't do it you you've done it twice <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for letting me know. <laughs> That's what this show is about. Spend Sam's money. Yeah. <laughs> Spend Sam's money and break his heart. Yeah, watch. The, Sam's going to be so happy and sad at the same time when that game expires with the Eagles on top. I think it's going to expire with Aaron Donald on top of Carson Wentz. <laughs> uh, if it happens more than once, he'll be on top of Jalen Hurts. Yeah, that's <laughs> Well, all right, Donnie, thank you for your patience. Thank you for coming on. And I think you'll be a big part of this show moving forward. I appreciate you being patient with us as we figure out the Zoom thing, which, and I didn't realize this, but Zoom actually works best with Wi-Fi. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> that makes sense. What What were you trying before? Eh, you know, it just went out and the Zoom was still going. It's like, uh you know, I felt like the Wright brothers in my bicycle shop. Things weren't just adding up. We needed to think bigger. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I've always said that about you. All right. Well, give my love to Mr. and Mrs. Singstack and that girl who you on again, off again day, if you're on again. Hey, wait, maybe. I'll let you know if she wants to come on your finance podcast for a fourth time. She made me a lot of money. Props That's, to her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, all our podcasts, they're about making us money, and they're about making you money. I, I, I'm i wrong a lot, but I think I hold strong opinions. Donnie, he's a smarter guy than me. Listen to him. Read his blogs on the Props Network. This guy is a legit genius, so check him out. Hey, appreciate it, Joel. <laughs> and happy 31st birthday last week. Thank you. <laughs> Fire Patricia. Donnie Singstack, everybody. All right, that was our fourth episode of The Walk-On. We are starting to rock on, and we are getting our talk on other subjects. We talked golf, we talked hockey, we talked MLB, we talked soccer, we talked NCAA football. We haven't, there's some, there isn't a sport we didn't cover. Where If there's karate bets, we're going to have the U.S. karate team here to demonstrate moves on me. We're going to have a lot of fun here. Brian, are you going to keep having fun? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Well, we will be back this Friday with Steve Clark, 
doing NFL props. And then Brian and I will be back in studio next Monday and Wednesday. Pods out Tuesday and Thursday. And the professional gambler, me, Joe Walkowski, will have his picks out this Friday.